IGN groups today. I'll get, you, get to that in just a minute. Hope you'll stick around for that along with Dinner on the Ground. This will be a shorter message today, and everybody said amen. Okay. If you repeated what you did today 365 more times, will you be where you want to be next year? consistency of your endeavors. Nothing beats small things done every day, which is way more important than what you do occasionally. Maybe it does take little steps. But little steps become big steps when repeated. As you well know, we're in the middle of this one series, but half a million mobilization we are part as part of the Church of the Nazarene and, and praying, and I hope that you're doing that. If not, I don't know if that's up, if you've got a little slide, throw up on the screen real quick for that, uh, just in case you just want to catch up and get in. Uh, but for praying for protection, for direction, for revelation, in other words, divine truth. Not just any, something that is true, but divine truth that directs and changes everything. Renewal, it's an instance of resuming an activity or state after an interruption. Resurgence, an increase or revival after a period of little activity, popularity, or occurrence. Arising again into life, activity, or prominence and resurgence of interest. That's what we're praying about. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything prayer, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God. I think about this when, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, when Jesus tells Peter, Satan has come to sift you as wheat. But he says, Peter, I've prayed for you. Can you imagine Jesus praying for us in the middle of our whatever it is? He said, when you come out to the other side of this, strengthen your brothers. You're going to come out. I believe you're coming out on the other side. But when you do, strengthen your brothers. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. As we've been going through this, I'm going through the prayer journal with you guys, those who are doing that, and reading through. Sometimes I get a day off. If you get a day off and reading through the Old Testament, man, it's like, 30 minutes when you have to sit down, you know, you just kind of, you get, anyway, reading the Bible through in a year, so anyway, it's another story, but anyway, so stay on top of it. little things done. But reading the Old Testament, especially where I was over the last few weeks, and just seeing the favor of God on his people, to see it on the priest with, by King Darius, to see the favor of God on Nehemiah, to see the favor of God on Esther and Mordecai. To see that favor, the hand of God, 
And can you imagine the hand of God being on, because what we're talking about here is one but many, right? We, we believe we're one and we're one individual that God sees, but we're many. What we do with our one makes an impact on the many. And if we're walking in the favor of God, we don't only walk in the favor for ourselves, we walk in the favor for our community. And I love what Mordecai says to Esther. In Esther 4.14, this is how the message. He's talking about, he says, if you persist in staying silent at a time like this, Help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from someplace else. In other words, God's not going to forget about us. But you and your family will be wiped out. That's pretty strong words. But I love this. This is, again, the, the message the way I know. I love it. But who knows? Maybe you were made queen for such a time as this. Maybe you were made queen not for your benefit. Maybe you were not favored just for you. But maybe you were favored for the many. I don't know about you, but I, I want to live favored. I want to live with the hand of God on me. And I don't know how all that looks like or how that unfolds. But if I have a choice of living highly favored or not highly favored, I choose highly favored. In matter of fact, when I look at the people who've had the most influence on my life, I'm not talking about in the dark decade of my life, but I'm talking about in the good years, the last 30-something years of trying to do what I need to do. I like hanging out with people who I believe are highly favored by God. And you begin to look at your life, and I think when I begin to think about who are the people who've had the most influence on my life, in a positive way, those are people that I believe God, they were with Jesus. <laughs> they were highly favored. I mean, yeah, they had other distinct characteristics that I would watch and go, man, I like that. I'd like to learn that. But more than anything, they were highly favored. And if you're going on this great adventure, what we call the great adventure of following after Christ with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength, if we're doing that, I have a feeling there's certain things you want to take with you, but there's also people you want to walk it out with. I want to walk it out with people who are highly favored. Now, again, I want to, don't hear what I'm not saying, and I don't have time to explain what I don't mean. I'll minister to anyone. Anyone. But I choose those who influence me very, very carefully. And one of the ways you vet that is the best you understand it, are they highly favored by God? And can they grow with me in capacity? Because if they're stuck right where they are, I believe this journey is growing into Christ's likeness. And if they've chosen not to do that, I'll still minister to them, but they have very little influence on me. I'll still love them. By the way, my watch broke. 
Just a warning. <laughs> but I am going to try to get us out here in just a few minutes. Peter and John, I'm not going to read these to you here today, but if you have an opportunity to read Acts 3, 4, and 5, all of Acts, I give you, I encourage you to read all of Acts. 3, 4, and 5, I love this part. We were, you know, preached not very long ago in Acts chapter 3 where they healed the man at the gate and what was the thing that what, they went and healed a man, they got put in jail. That's what you do, right? But they were sent to court. But I love these. I'm just going to pop them out here and you can, I'm going to read through them. And I just, I just love this thought. The court said, take note that these men have been with Jesus. Now, that had way more than the fact that they knew Jesus at some point. They have been with Jesus. Peter said, and they were compelled, they were telling him not to go speak. He said, we can't help speaking about what we have seen and heard. We know we've been with Jesus. There's something overflowing from us that we can't contain. In Acts 5, another encounter with the high court, the disciples were warned again, we gave you strict warnings, Orders not to teach in his name. They were flogged and sent out again, all that kind of stuff. But, but I love what the, one of these respected leaders of the Sanhedrin advised the court in, in, in verse 38 and 39. He said, therefore, in the present, present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men, you will only find yourself fighting against God. Highly favored. And after being released, Peter and John go to this prayer meeting, right? Says in their prayer, now consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. They didn't ask for protection, even though I know we're praying it. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying about the half million mobilization. <laughs> They prayed for boldness. And when you're living in the power and favor of God, you don't pray for relief. You pray for boldness and opportunity. If God is for you, who can be against you? We're praying right now. I am, and those who want to know about this situation, I'm not going to talk about it over the air because it could put them in in harm's way to some degree. But a good friend of ours that many of you know flew out Friday to a unique circumstance and in some some way of a creative access area, if you will. They need God's favor. If you want to know about it, I'll tell you about it, and you can pray about it. We talk about it one-on-one, but I'm not going to put it out there publicly. But they're praying for boldness, and they're praying for favor, and they're praying for opportunity. Going to places that most of us would go, you're crazy. But they believe God has sent them there. But I love what Mark Batterson says in The Circle Maker. He said, the longer I live, the more I crave the favor of God. The greatest moments in life are the moments when God intervenes on our behalf and blesses us way beyond what we expect or deserve. It's a humble reminder of his sovereignty. 
God's favor enables you to stand before those who would naturally stand in opposition to you, but they supernaturally step aside or stand behind you. The favor of God. Ephesians 3, 20, 21, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Prayer allows us to safely act beyond any power that we have beyond ourselves. In other words, we don't want, we talked about it a few weeks ago, we, we're so glad that God is the one in charge of our prayers. That if I was in charge of my prayer and I had the power to whatever I prayed, make it happen, you wouldn't want me to have that kind of power. And I wouldn't want you to have that kind of power. I can bring it, but he's got the control of it. I'm just tapping into the power of it and let him figure the rest of it out. A few years ago, there was a book. Many of you were praying it called The Prayer of Jabez, and you may have some negative things about that. That's okay. Bruce Wilkinson, I think it was the year 2000. Some of you are going, it was that long ago? Yeah, it was. Seems like yesterday, right? And there's some things there that you might go, wait a second. But it's an obscure prayer, only a few verses. And it's found in 2 Chronicles 4, 9 and 10. And it says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brother's and his mother called him, his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. How would you like to have that name? <laughs> or you are pain, or whatever that is. But Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. I was a youth pastor, still, I mean, I was executive missions, youth pastor, all that kind of stuff, and somewhere in there I wrote, put this down on paper to the four things that the prayer of Jezebel was about. I'm going to read them for you, then we're going to go to IGN groups, but I hope, and by the way, be praying for our teens, they are headed to San Diego next week for extravaganza, or or Elevate, excuse me, Uh, yeah, there you go, and so be praying for them, and Bailey and, and all of our leadership, and so thankful for them, and uh, just be praying for them next week, leaving Friday, coming back the following Monday. But there was four things. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. Oh that, you're, oh, that your hand would be with me, and oh, that you keep me from evil. That was basically the prayer that you would repeat. But I put this down on paper, and you can do with it what you wish. You could tell because there's a little bit of youth pastor in here. But this is what I did. Oh, that you'd bless me indeed. God, grant me nothing more or nothing less than what you want for me. Lord, that your greatness will never dim, and I know that my total dependence is on you. God, I leave it entirely up to you what that blessing will be and when and how and where I'll receive it. I believe asking for this blessing is simply asking you to impart supernatural favor on my life so that you can show yourself to others. Lord, I'm asking with all my heart, for the God-sized best you have in mind for me. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. Lord, favor my key relationships, especially those within my household. Lord, use me and give me more influence, responsibility, and ministry for you. 
Lord, it is your will that we seek salvation, healing, and blessing for countless teens and their families. We know it's your deepest desire to take more ground for the kingdom in this generation. Lord, prepare me for honorable purposes made holy as an instrument or a tool or a vessel, a vessel useful to the master, prepared to do any good work. Lord, I pray you will arrange an appointment for ministry for me. I thank you, Lord, for what we are going to do together. Oh, that your hand be with me. The hand of the Lord is a biblical term for God's power and presence in the lives of his people. Lord, let me attempt something large enough that failure is guaranteed unless you, Lord, step in. I want my dependence to be totally on you, to die out to my self-centered self and be filled with your spirit, living in true righteousness and holiness. Allow me to speak the word fearlessly, boldly, clearly, and full of grace. Oh, that you'll keep me from evil. Lord, I know that the more I am in the middle of the battle, the more attacks I will have on my family and me. Lord, make me familiar with the enemy's schemes. Please keep me far from evil today. Lord, keep me from making the mistakes I'm most prone to when temptation comes. I confess that what is, un- is necessary, smart, or personally beneficial is so often only the beautiful wrappings of sin. Lord, keep me safe from the pain and grief that sin brings. For the dangers that I can't see or the ones I think I can risk because of my experience and pride and carelessness, put up a supernatural barrier. Lord, keep me from temptations that pull at my emotions and my physical needs that call out to my sense of what I deserve, a critical spirit, and what I have a right to feel and enjoy. See, I believe asking for this blessing is simply asking for you to impart supernatural favor. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. According to what? The power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ through all the generations forever and ever. Amen. To all the generations. We believe IGN groups are intergenerational groups for us. Multi-generational is many churches. Intergenerational is unique. And we are going to, in just a second, leave this building. And we're going to head, and you can go out the north side. And don't, if you wouldn't mind getting a name tag, go out this north side. Head down to the largest building on the campus, I think it is, on the back. And it's the gymnasium there. And when you get there, there will be six different sets of numbers you can choose from age groups, excuse me, and then pull a number off that and go sit in that circle. And hopefully, the theory is there will be six different age groups sitting in a circle. The questions are easy. The first two or three are real simple. The other ones will just make you think a little bit. But, this is, but let me say this, by the way. This is not a, an accountability group, so please don't be confessing sins or anything like that. It's all kinds of, that's not what this is. Okay, this is, this is, okay, just making sure we're getting there. Okay, this is about getting connected across the room. 
It seems a little concerning and, and scary, maybe. It is not, I promise you. Uh, and uh, small step for some of you. And uh, so if you would, uh, I'm going to pray for us. Allie, is, Allie will be out there at the table. Give her just a second. She just finished hiking the Grand Canyon yesterday, 26 miles. So she's not moving very fast today. So give her just a little bit of a head start, and then she'll get back there, and she'll meet you uh, at the table back there as you go into the gymnasium, and she'll instruct you if you have any questions about that. But let me pray for us. Lord, again, we thank you for today. Uh, we thank you for your people. Lord, we counted a privilege to meet regularly, but most of all, Lord, uh, do life. And Lord, we're just trying to figure out ways, you know that, to walk this out together, grow with the capacity. And Lord, I pray that each one of us in our desire would want to be live, living in favor of you, Lord, because it's there, the fragrance and aroma and the anointing of who you are is evident. Lord, help us be that kind of people. But Lord, bless this time now. Bless our, our food a little later, Lord, and our conversation around tables. But Lord, I pray that you'd bless these groups right now, that our folks would hang around, because I really do believe they would benefit from it for your good and for the rest of our betterment. Lord, we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please stand, and you, if you would, head back that way, and thank you again for being here today, and encourage you to do it. It's only about 20, 25 minutes is all we do it, and then we'll eat after that. Thank you.